The following program and views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. Heart Health Radio on the air on a rare Friday night program. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. We did this on a Friday night just so that Dr. Weefald will have Saturday to himself to prepare for a Notre Dame football game. No? Yeah. Well, okay, so tomorrow <laughs> it's it's North Carolina at App State. Yes. No, no, is it? It's yes, at a, it is. At, is it at North Carolina? Or in Epstein? Boone, in Boone. Have you ever been to Boone? Oh yeah, I yeah. sent two daughters to Boone. It's beautiful great place. Oh anyway, my gosh! So yes. my favorite team, yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, and, and you don't know the listeners out there. I used to be one of the team physicians. Yeah, that was way back under Lou Holtz uh-huh. and Bob Davy in football, and then John McLeod in basketball. And it, so I, you know, I didn't go to Notre Dame, but I just am a fanatic. Yeah. So. They're playing Ohio State tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. So Ohio State's number two in the country. Okay. Notre Dame's number five. They're, <laughs> Notre Dame is an underdog by 17 points. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of points. Yeah. But the thing is, when you look at their history, they have not done well against top 10 teams. So maybe. Right. But I've got a $5 bet <laughs> with my son-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Andrew. And here's the thing: if Notre Dame wins, yeah, it's double. But if Ohio State wins by more than twenty five points, he gets double. You're gonna you're gonna give him ten dollars. Ten dollars. It's a five dollar no, no, bet. If, if Ohio State wins <laughs> by more than twenty five, he gets ten bucks. If Notre Dame actually just wins, even by a point, yeah, I get ten. Yeah. Bucks. Oh so, yeah. Add a couple heck? of zeros and I'll care. Yeah. Well, we got some, we got some some diseases and stars. And by that, I don't mean the stars that shine in the sky. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to talk about Jane Fonda, she Shania has, Twain. Right, right. And my favorite actor. Cary Grant? Cary Grant. You, we we found an article on, on Cary Grant's cause of death, and yeah. I didn't know it was, yeah, massive it was stroke. a surprise. Massive stroke. He was doing great. He was chatting up his friends. Yeah. And, you know, he did a lot of drugs. I mean, that guy. Yeah. He did a lot of drugs. Cary Grant? Yeah, you never knew it. He was really into LSD. I, I guess what happened to him was when he was growing up, his mother was put into a mental institution and nobody really ever told him. And it was just, oh. he had a lot of a lot of abandonment issues. Right. And, you know, as he got older and older and he started doing fewer movies, he got into LSD and some other drugs. Did not cause his stroke. Right. But, you know, the key issue um, that this one doctor brought up was whether he would have been saved nowadays. Right. And this is why I want to talk about it. Okay. So a stroke is a a brain attack, right? What does that mean? It means that there is the shutoff of flow to the brain. Now, there's a dry stroke, 
and a wet stroke. You never knew that, did you? I no. So this is what we used to say, but there's a hemorrhagic. So yeah, you can call a stroke whenever there is damage to the brain tissue and dysfunction. So you can't talk. Yeah, you can't move your arms. You become unconscious. So a hemorrhagic stroke is like when one of the blood vessels bursts and blood flows into the brain. Yes. Or around the brain. Now, you got a skull, right? I do. It does not expand. No, it so doesn't. So if you get a burst blood vessel in your arm, you get a big old goober coming up because it expands against the skin. Sure. There ain't no way to go. The pressure builds up and kills brain tissue. Wow. Well, uh, dry stroke or a clot-based stroke. Okay, that's when you cut off the flow of blood. Right. There's no bleeding. It's just that there's no blood flow to this part of the brain, so the tissue starts to die. Right. And what we can do now for both types of strokes is intervene as quick as we can, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you have a clot that grows to the brain. You can either give a clot buster medication, Mm -hmm. tissue plasminogen activator, or what we like to do now more because it's um, more effective uh, and and has fewer side effects. Because when you get a clot buster, you can turn a dry stroke into a wet stroke, right? You, you bust up the clot, but then you can have some bleeding because you can't clot as much after you give the medicine. Okay. But what they do now is they go in your leg or your arm and they snake these little tubes yeah. under x-ray guidance right to where the clot is. And then they... They suck the clot out. Yes. So my ex-wife, Ann Fontaine, shout her out. She had a stroke, started being unable to talk, and they went in there and they got that clot out, and she very immediately returned to normal. Yeah. And so if you notice a droopy face, right? okay, if you notice a speech problem where, you, you know, your, your partner, your mom, your dad can't either understand what you're saying or right. can't right. speak. Um, and um, if there's a weakness in one arm, one leg, one hand, yes. call 911. And you know there's no such thing as a false alarm in this situation. Yes. Because time is brain. The sooner you can get into the situation where you can remove that clot that is obstructing the flow of blood to the brain, the sooner it is the better chance you're going to have of a full recovery. And the brain can't take a joke. That's what we used to say. The what? The brain can't take a joke. Really? Yeah. You cut off the flow of blood and it starts to die pretty much immediately. Wow. And then the other problem is if you wait a long time to open it up, you've got some dead, squishy tissue. Well, you open it up and blood is reestablished, right? Yeah. Well, that's reestablishing blood to dying or, you know, dead tissue. Yeah. That can burst and then that can bleed. Okay. Yeah. So you want to go as fast as you can and get to a center like WakeMed, like Duke, where they have interventional radiologists, cardiologists who can go in there immediately and get that clot out. There's nothing we can do for someone, right? When I say we, regular people, when you've got somebody who's having these symptoms, there is no home thing. There's no no treatment I can do for a loved one. I just need to get them to the hospital. Yes, sir? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, what you can do, a lot of times they'll be frightened. 
and yeah. terrified. Yeah. And when that happens, you get um, the fight or flight response with adrenaline, epinephrine. Right. That can make things worse because you can spasm the artery. So what can you do? Yeah. You can calm them down. Okay. You can hold their hand. You can say, hey, we got you on this. We're going to get you right. to the best treatment possible. Right. And I think that's great. One thing I wanted to mention, there's a, um, a mnemonic, okay, for yeah, shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast. Yep. F-A-S-T. Facial drooping, arm weakness. Now, also include leg weakness yeah. in that. Yeah. Speech difficulties. Yes. And then time is of the essence. Right. 911. Now, let me tell you something about this, and I've thought about this. We yeah. still say call 911. Yes. But suppose you're at, um, I don't know, uh, Crabtree Valley Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no. And could you get there quicker in your own car? Yeah, uh-huh. Maybe. Uh-huh. So right. let me tell you, I wouldn't criticize you if you saw – Somebody with a facial droop or arm or leg weakness, right. speech def- defect, and you put them in your car and drove the speed limit right. and right. went right to the emergency room door, walked in and said, please help, I think my loved one is having a stroke. Right. That might take less time than calling for an ambulance. And all those people who know- But I, listen, I, I yeah. don't want to break the rules here. Yeah. I'm not saying that I recommend it. But if you decided to take matters into your own hands in that situation, yeah, um, I think you might be able to get there quicker, you know, especially my car. <laughs> now, the problem with Dave's car oh, yeah, is that car. he might have to stop by the side of the road, change a tire, change you know, tire. Or, or the best is what I see <laughs> Dave do is he carries around um, a, uh, a jug of water. For when it overheats. To run the, well, yeah, you got to yeah. do that. Yeah. But the biggest problem he has is he forgets to put the the towel <laughs> on the radiator thing to open it and then burns his hands all the time. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Did you, you have, have a, did you have crummy cars growing up? I had crummy cars. Oh, my as God. As an adult. I uh. had crummy cars. I had cars. That, there was a car I owned that you could not open the door <laughs> from the outside. The handle was stuck, so okay. you had to reach in the window. So yeah. if you went okay. somewhere, I got your beat. You had to. My dad was yeah. so cheap. We had an Opal Cadet, and the you had to pull on a ring to yeah. get it reverse. Yep. It was mechanical, and the ring broke off, and it had a little wire <laughs> string coming out. We had a pair of pliers to grab that sucker, and pull it up, and put it in. Ver- then the other thing, he was so cheap, he bought um, retreads. You know, people used yes. to buy retreads. Yes. Well, he bought them too big. And so they, when, they could only turn like about 10 degrees <laughs> before it started scraping. So, But listen, if you got a nice car, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Enjoy take, it. Them, take them to the hospital. Enjoy it. All right. This is hard. Believe it or not, this is not the mechanic show. This is Heart Health Radio. We're it's on- 7 p.m. Right. on a Friday night. Right. It's not and a I am up. usually right now recovering from the week, <laughs> dogs in my lap, yeah. watching TV. All right. Call us up. Dr. Weefald and Dave need a little bit of company tonight. We're going to be here till 9. 919-860-9783 for Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio on the air right now. We're going to talk about Dr. Oz. Who helped somebody out on an airplane? Yeah, uh, yeah. testosterone. 
therapy and renal function. I vaguely know what that means. Oh, yeah. Um, also, you've been hearing ads for Camp Lejeune and at Camp Lejeune water. Somebody decided a few years ago yeah. that it's not Lejeune, it's Lejeune. Really? Anyway, yeah. I now, they're gonna have to cha- was that guy a Confederate? I we have get no to idea. change that? All right. Anyway. I hope not. Yeah, the water was about bad. The water. And, and we're going to talk about that. But first, Larry in Raleigh. Hi, Larry. Welcome to the show, Larry. Good to have you on the show. What's going on? Well, I listen to you guys on Saturday a lot when I'm coming back from visiting my wife to the skilled nursing facility. Yes, sir. Uh, but you were talking about strokes. My wife had a hemorrhagic stroke in 2017. Right. You didn't talk about the hemorrhagic much as you did the clot. Right. Um, but um, in May, you had a UTI, which apparently uh, is a kidney, I mean, a bladder issue that resulted from the stroke and just uh, presented itself here yes. four or five years later. Yes. So I'm just wondering uh, what your thoughts are on how this is related. What are, are yeah. they related? Okay. Yes, right so. Nursing facility getting rehab, and Medicare has basically said no more disability coverage um, because she's as good as she's going to get. And I. How functional is she now? Pardon? How functional is she now? Well, she's got clear mind, good speech. Uh, she has strength on her right side. Her left side is pretty much. Uh, Damage. Yes, but she was able to walk with a little assistance um, from me. Yeah, up until May when we had this uh, kidney issue, yeah. bladder issue. Okay, she's got a UTI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting if you have an elderly person or someone who's had a stroke. Yes, and they have a deterioration that's pretty sudden. Yes, and they don't have a fever and they don't complain of something in their bladder hurting. Yes. Get yep. checked for a UTI. I'm serious. It, it, it can be a, it can present as no just a symptoms general except decline. a general decline in mental status. Wow! And I'm telling you, I see this probably two or three times a month. Okay, so what's so the let's talk about this. Between... A hemorrhagic stroke is when somebody in, bleeds into the brain tissue. Yeah. Yes. Did right. did they mention an aneurysm or did they give you a reason why there was blood flowing in the brain? Uh, it just so happened. It just happened. Yeah, been that happened. Several neurologists and the, you yep. know, the, Did she have a history of high blood pressure? No. Okay. Well, that is, you know, a weakness in one of the arteries. It can be even a small artery, and it's, right. it's unpredictable. So what happens is that when that blood flows into the brain, it's under pressure. The brain tissue gets pushed aside, and with that pressure of compression – it dies. And so suppose you're right-handed mm-hmm. and you get it in this part called the middle cerebral artery distribution. Yeah. Well, that's where your speech is usually, so you can have trouble speaking. Right. If your left side of your body is weak, okay, and uh, you're right-handed, you're probably still going to have perfect speech and movement of the right arm. Yes. It's the opposite, okay? So if you have a stroke on the right side of your brain, either from hemorrhage, which is bleeding, or from a clot, you're going to affect the right side of your body. And your speech and, and capabilities 
Yes. That's if you're right-handed. If you're left-handed, then it's the stroke on the right side of the brain that will affect your left. Yeah. And most people with left-handedness have their speech on that right side of the brain. Hmm. Did you know, though, when I was growing up as a physician, hmm. we couldn't trust when people told us they were left-handed. Do you know why? Hmm. Or right-handed, I'm well, sorry. Well, they were telling people not but, to you remember write with the left hand. When people yeah. were left-handed, sure. they made them force the switch to the right hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway... I'm glad she's she's better now, and I'm glad that I tell you, you picked up that UTI that was urinary tract infection. That's a really good thing. But how about the rehab? Were you happy with that, the, the skilled nursing facility? Uh, well, the therapy's great. Yeah. It's, um, and yeah I won't name the facility, but the, the therapy's great. The skilled nursing care has a lot to be desired, but uh, that staffing issue's on yep. the river. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard I, I that. Heard on w, I heard on WPTF today that the um, caregivers in Pennsylvania are on strike on a Labor Day weekend. What a Can't thing. even believe it. Can't Who's on strike? Believe it. He said caregivers. I know oh, that yeah. some nurses have been planning some strikes right, you, also. Do you know when I'll go on strike? When? Never. Yeah, I understand. I can't that. do it. I mean, come on now. You took an oath. You know, the the. People yeah. don't believe in oaths anymore. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. I have, yes. I took an oath. Well, I tell you what, it sounds like you took an oath with yeah. your wife. Yeah. It sounds well, like you love her and you're taking care of her and you're concerned to find out what happened to her and you want to know something. I love that in you. And uh, I just want to pat you on the back if I could reach through the microphone and get to you. Well, thank you. Um, like I say, Medicare, through our Medicare Advantage, yeah. Has discharged, given us discharge notices three times, and I've appealed each time. I won the first two. The first one I got on this uh, re- reconsideration appeal. Mm-hmm. The second one I won by default because the nursing center didn't get paperwork faxed back to them on the weekend. Oh, God. So the third time I lost. And I'm, my, my concern is we got some young folks looking at a screen trying to tell me how my wife's doing. And right. It's not any better than she was yeah. before this UTI and they're wrong. I got pictures. Well, yeah, Medicare advantage is, is I think getting to be a real issue for this country. What is it? So yeah, regular Medicare. I'm sorry. What do you say? Say that again, Larry. I have to send an appeal now to an administrative law judge. Oh Lord have mercy. Well, what happened was this under, um, uh, George W. Bush, yeah. they they made an option to have private Medicare. So let's just give an example. Blue Cross Blue Shield will right. offer Medicare services to you. You sign up, yeah. and there's a big difference. Regular Medicare, you can go wherever you want, okay? You have yeah. Medicare card will travel. This 80% of the outpatient stuff is covered, so you usually get a, a supplement. Well, Medicare Advantage is a private Medicare, and Medicare gives them a certain amount of money per patient that they take. Yes. And then if there's a little more of a complication, then they get more money. But let me tell you, their whole purpose in life is to say no. Okay? Yeah. They don't want to pay this. They don't want to pay that. They don't want to pay this. And it's it's getting to be one of the things that really wipes me out. They, the Medicare Advantage... Um, brokers call you and they say oh you're going to spend so much less money a month 
Yeah, but then you got a copay. Yeah. Then they won't pay for your MRI. You got to pay for it out of your own pocket. It's just a nightmare. All right, Larry. I, I, yeah, I, go I ahead. just got to say, Larry. Good luck to you. And and thank you for well, taking care of your wife and let us know how she's doing over time. And God bless you. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. We're going to talk about uh, diabetics being admitted to the hospital for what they call non-traditional side effects. Things mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't have expected. If you're a diabetic, keep listening to this. Well, and this is important is to know. Heart yeah. Health Radio. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. Heart Health Radio on the air right now. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. We're on live on a Friday night because of football tomorrow. Okay, we've got to talk about... Camp Lejeune and the water. Of course, this is this is a big lawyer thing. Don't drink the water. Well, they've, they've now repaired the situation. But if you were at Camp Lejeune between 53 and 1987, the water was contaminated. I have a personal connection. You do? Well, only because it's the chemical that, that perchlorethylene. Yeah. And that's the stuff, the dry cleaning fluid. Or they no, it's banned now. Okay, right. they need to have some other fluid. You know dry cleaning basically is? Uh, it's no. not dry. Have no, you ever looked know. at it? No, I didn't know. Yeah, it's wet, but it's wet with a um, oil-based, con- no, like gasoline. Yes. You can you can dry clean back out back. I, I highly conf- uh, don't want you to do yeah, it. You know, no, it's a- yeah, you just soak your stuff in gasoline. Yeah, really? And then wring it out and then dry it out. That's basically what dry cleaning okay, is. Okay, now wait a minute. I- so perchlorethylene. Somehow yeah. leached into the water supply yes. at Camp Lejeune. All right, and so I used to use this perchlorethylene all the time because I used to um, work in my mom's laundromat, and we were the, probably the only laundromats in in that area that yeah. had coin-operated dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah. You came in, you know, with your sweaters and you know your your wool slacks and stuff, and you put them in, and you put. Well, it used to be a dollar. Now it's probably going to be twenty bucks to do that. I don't know if they still have that. Anyway, that chemical was nasty. It melted my shoes. I mean, it just stunk. Really? But, I mean, I can't imagine drinking it. So if you were there, I think it's from 1957 to 1980-something or other? 53 to 87. I was close. You were very close. Off by four years on both sides. But here's the thing. The list of issues. Yeah, adult onset leukemia. Now, don't even bother because the list is too long. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Rectal cancer, bladder cancer, brain cancer, breast cancer, central nervous system cancer. Yeah. Hodgkin's, Liver cancer. Hodgkin's lymphoma, lymphoma. Parkinson's disease. Yeah. My God. Oh, then you know what else? There was benzene in there. Yeah. It's pretty nasty. So what you got to do is, there's all sorts of lawyers now, aren't there? Yes, yeah. there are. Let me call. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a tragic thing and you don't ha- have to be a soldier because if you lived on base yeah. or lived near the base, the water was contaminated. And this is something that, you know, the modern era, we have all these chemicals yeah. for all these different uses and they get in the water. Do you drink tap water? Yes. I do too. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I, I got this thing called zero water. Have you heard about it? Yes. It's a filter. It's yeah. not, it's not that expensive. 
and it filters out just basically everything that is not a H2O molecule. But the if you really want clean water, get yeah. a reverse osmosis system. And what that is, it fits under your sink. Yeah. And it's got these this plastic membrane that has little bitty holes. Yeah. And believe it or not, the holes let water get through, but they don't let anything else bigger than a water molecule get yeah. through. Yeah. You get pure water that way. Okay. And it's not that expensive. The one of the things that you could get, we just mentioned it not was Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. Now we heard in the news that Jane Fonda has non Hodgkin's what, what is the difference? Okay, so Hodgkin was a dude, sure, a doctor dude who studied lymphoma. Right. And there was a particular type that he was interested in. Uh, the cells looked different. Yeah. And they had something called Reed Sternberg cells. And Reed and Sternberg, I guess, worked with Dr. Hodgkin's. Yeah. And um, it's actually, if you have Hodgkin's disease, you have a much greater chance of survival. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I can tell you, I have friends from high school, and that was back in the 70s. Yes. Who got Hodgkin's disease. And they are living today and right. doing well. Right. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is, you know, doesn't have the characteristics of the cells. There's no Reed-Sternberg cells. Yeah. And it's a lot harder to treat. Um, it's, it's more aggressive. Um, it, it is treated with chemotherapy. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just tougher. Right. Um, you know who else just had it was the dude. Oh, um, uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yeah. yeah. So she's she's gonna go through a lot. Um, you know, it's one of the cancers associated with Agent Orange. So right. yeah, right. so she was in Vietnam on the other side. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe long. I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe she got doused with Agent Orange or something. I don't know. She is eighty four. Eighty four. Yes. No way. Yes. Or she had 84 plastic surgeries. She is 84 <laughs> years old, and yes, she may have had some work done. But here, here's my question. Is she going to go through that full chemo, lose your hair kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, but you know. You think? Oh, yeah, but I don't know if she'll lose her hair. They got so many different treatments now. Okay. Well, you don't lose your hair. And, um, you know, immunotherapy, monoclonal antibodies. Yeah, okay. But, I, you know, we all wish her the best and we all hope that she recovers right and goes on to uh lead a full life our telephone number is 919-860-9783 call right now we'll get you on the air um we we want to brag about our ourselves or talk about ourselves the no-no diet you yeah. are now on the no-no diet oh i gotta tell you the whole story yeah the whole story okay. we got time Sure. All right. So I quit smoking six weeks. Good for you. All right. Good for so you. What was the bad side effect? You, you didn't quit eating. And well, the worst thing is, I love sugar. I love white flour. I'm going to yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. And so, you know, without the cigarette in my hand, uh, I was, you know, eating a lot of nabs and, you uh. know. And you know what I started doing instead of going out and having two cigarettes in the evening? What? Eating ice cream. Oh, ice cream. I was delicious. eating a pint. Of Hagen does. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't stop. You know, I'd say, oh, yeah, I'll just uh, eat out of the uh, the thing yes, for, yes. you know, 10, 15 minutes. I couldn't totally stop. get you. So, starting Monday, yeah. I went, 
um, very little sugar mm-hmm. and very little uh, bread, and then full blown August thirty first. So we're on day three. Good. No sugar at all. But you want to hear something funny? This what? is so funny. So my appetite is really not that bad. I thought I'd be craving. Yeah. But you know, I'm I'm just absent minded. Really? And so I'm walking by one of the desks. Yeah. And one one of my coworkers had a bag of potato chips open. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. grabbed the potato chips, put it in my mouth, and as soon as I started chewing, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. And I just went, oh my God. And I went over to the trash can and I spit you it did. out. Everybody's getting, well, but everybody's getting grossed out. So let me just tell you, I, I went to um, Harris Teeter and got the chicken, the rotisserie chicken. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's good. It is good. And then they had a salad bar. Yep. And so I got the salad and I got some egg yep. and a couple of tomatoes. You can't eat too many of those. And it's already three pounds. You lost three pounds. Mm-hmm. The no-no diet is essentially cutting out anything uh, that your body things. turns into a simple sugar. <laughs> yeah. So if it's white, it's not right. That's another way to say it. Uh, yeah. White flour, white bread, uh, pasta, yeah. anything that can be converted into a simple sugar molecule that your body turns into a fat molecule. And you know, I used to hate Diet Coke, but I did this before when yeah. I lost weight. You take a little bit, if you hate that aftertaste of a diet soda, mm-hmm. get a Coke, Diet Coke, I'm sorry, and put some real lemon juice in it, mm. okay? So I put a couple squirts, and then you have that aftertaste of the lemon yeah. instead of that aftertaste of the aspartame. Okay. And now I'm off Coke, Good for and uh, Warren Buffett's going to have to sell the stock because, you know, there's a yeah. main, I was a line item in the Coke budget. <laughs> I'm telling you. You did. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll weigh myself once a week. I tell my patients not to do that. I tell my patients, let me weigh you in one month. Yeah. But I'm going to weigh myself next week. And we'll see where we are. I think you'll be doing fine as long as you stay away from the haagen No, nah, I'm doing it. Uh, I'm doing it. So I, my snacks are nuts. Yeah. Not nuts. I mean, they're literally nuts. They're nuts. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, Diet Coke here and there, water, yeah. a ton of water, and yeah. meat and greens. Now, the saying is yeah. greens and meat are what you should eat. You're not cutting back on fatty food. No. No, because fatty food yeah. okay. does there, not make you there, fat? There are fatty, fat doesn't make you fat. I am sorry. That's not how you get fat. Okay. Fat is bad in some ways. Uh, the certain types of fats that are mono, I mean, polyunsaturated, and it's complicated chemistry, but a polyunsaturated fat like margarine, okay? Yes. That can get oxidized or broken down in your body, and that can damage your arteries and raise your triglyceride levels. Um, but you know what really raises your triglyceride levels is sugar. Believe it or not, yeah. when somebody has a lot of fat in their blood, high triglycerides, first thing I tell them is cut back on sugar and the triglycerides come down Okay, because that's what's turned into fat. It's the sugar, not the fat. Not the fat. Statins are good for you. And you know, there's one more one more reason why. What, what is and the you know, we, we've talked about statins and they lower cholesterol and that's great. Yeah. And that helps to remove the cholesterol or prevent any more cholesterol. 
uh, from being put into your artery and it helps remove them too. Right. But it's also a, a, a good thing for what we've talked about on this show for ages, which is inflammation. Right. And that's one of the big ways that statins prevent heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Because it's when the arteries on the inside get inflamed and red and raw, then the clots form. And so the statins take effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, within six months of starting one, sometimes three months, your risk of heart attack is lower. So they said, let's measure inflammation levels. And man, they drop. Yeah. Okay. My inflammation level, the C-reactive protein, before I got wise, was seven. And then I went on turmeric. Or turmeric, what do you say? Tomato or tomato, turmeric, turmeric. Anyway, and then I went on my statin. I got my cholesterol level down. Yeah. The one thing I didn't do was stop sugar. Right. But my CRP is less than one now. Okay, so I, my inflammation level is under control. Um, and my cholesterol's down and my plaques are going away. So it, they, it really works. It but really the, does. But, but the what they is, did now yeah, is they it, looked at it for breast cancer. Okay. Yeah. And who would have thought? But the, the study was done. They added high-dose atorvastatin to people who were getting chemotherapy with this medicine called cisplatin. Yes. The platinum-based chemotherapy agent for people with certain types of breast cancer. Yes. And the ones who got the atorvastatin versus the placebo had a much better outcome. Now, why is this important? Because it if you can find other agents that do this, that right. would reduce inflammation, um, and and also they think it may reduce the amount of damage to DNA for other uh, healthy cells. Yeah. And so, you know, and it also increases the amount of repair of DNA. So remember, when you hear about how horrible statins are, you're heard it here. <laughs> They're great drugs. They're not for everybody. Yeah. Uh, there really are people who can't take them from side effects. Mm-hmm. You have to check for liver damage. You have to check for muscle damage. But it's extremely rare that you get those side effects. If your doctor thinks you need to be on it, listen to him or her. Uh, it's an individual decision, Yeah. but it'll lower your risk of heart attack. And in the future, may lower your risk of, of um, having a bad outcome if you've got some kind of cancer. We've got a couple of shout-outs coming up, uh, and also we're going to talk about black tea. Apparently, it's good. You know, we go back and forth with coffee, good versus bad. Now, black tea is good for you. So get a tea and call us up, 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio. You know you make me wanna shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout. Come on now, don't forget to say you will. Don't forget to say you will. We are shouting out Dr. Oz. Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah. This so is, he um, was on an airplane. He was on an airplane, 27-year-old. Is there a doctor in the house on the, on the plane? And apparently this guy had been dehydrated and he passed out. And Dr. Oz, who is a world-famous cardiovascular surgeon. Yeah. He is. He is he really? Because, you know, we assume that he's a TV doctor. Well, the interesting thing about the TV guy yeah. is that he actually was one of the top surgeons in the country. Yeah. Cardiac surgeons. Yeah. And so he was still practicing. You know, they don't do those shows. Yeah, you have five shows a, a week. Okay. They do them all in one day. 
Oh. Yeah. I didn't you know, know Jeopardy? They yeah. do like two weeks of shows in one day. Sure. You know. But anyway. Um, yeah, so he knew what to do and got the guy rehydrated, and the guy did really, really well. He is running for Senate in Pennsylvania. He's having a hard time. And, he's, well, he's neck and neck with a fellow who we talked about on the air. The fellow he's running against had a stroke. And he's finally admitted, this yeah. Fetterman fellow, has finally admitted, no, I can't really debate Yeah, well, because no, I've I, had a stroke. Yeah. But see... Have you seen him on TV? Fetterman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's looking normal now. Sure. But the thing about Fetterman is he didn't take his meds. He was told. He had a bad heart, AFib, weak heart years oh, ago. Oh, gosh. And he didn't take his meds. All right. So, what the heck? And, you know, I don't know if they, if, you know, I guess Oz got all mad that the guy won't debate him and all that stuff. But, you know, Fetterman's got a big lead. Six days ago, 13 points. 13-point lead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Oz was a great surgeon, but let me tell you, he said some stupid things on, t- on TV. Did he? Oh, yeah. He did Garcinia, Cambogia for a diet, you know, and stuff like that. And it was just dumb. Just dumb. Huh. I mean, what I try to do here is not promote anything that makes money for somebody right. that doesn't really help. Okay, right. so Garcinia Cambogia, you know, it's just some weed that supposedly you took and you lose all this weight, and it just didn't work. And and you know <laughs> what we talk about here are things that are you know proven. Um, what, what's it called? It's called uh, uh, evidence based. Yes. And when we say we don't know, yeah. we don't know. Yeah. But um, the bottom line is, I think what happened to him was the money. I mean, yeah. I, do you know how much those guys make? No, no. I how no much do you think Rush made, Rush Limbaugh, a year? Hundreds of millions. Ah, about $35 million. $35 million a year. That was yeah. pretty good. Okay, Oprah. How much do you think Oprah's worth? Uh, Oprah's worth, she she loans money to the Vatican. $2 billion. $2 billion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, being on TV, <laughs> being on radio, you don't get that. Yeah. Well, no, no that's not true. <laughs> Rush was on radio. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He was on radio. All right. So let's talk about uh, your patient, Beverly Jones, yeah. who we've gotten permission to talk about. Dr. Jones. And? His calcium score. Yes. Drum roll, please. Yeah. 20. Is that good? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah? That's fantastic. I mean, mine at age, I don't know, 59, uh, was about 150, 200. And wow. Yeah. So 20. At his age, a calcium score of 20. And what does that mean? There was a guy named A. Gaston, Dr. A. Gaston, who was very interested in coronary calcium. Yes. And he developed a score, and you can go from zero to mm-hmm. like 5,000. And it basically, you circle on the TV uh, screen, on the on the computer screen, yes. and it calculates how many pixels are white on the x-ray. Yeah. Okay. And it added them all up and it gave you a score. And then they correlated by age and yeah. by score yes. what your risk is. So if you look at, at Beverly's score along with his cholesterol, he doesn't smoke, doesn't mm-hmm. have diabetes, doesn't have high blood pressure, is physically active. Yes. His risk of having a cardiovascular event in the next 10 years is extremely small. And so what we're going to do is a year from now, I mean, his cholesterol is under control. Yeah. And a year from now, we talked, we're going to recheck the calcium score. 
and see if it's grown. Because if it grows, that means that eventually he might build up enough, and then we'll readjust things. Okay. We've got Bob in West Raleigh. We, we never ask how he's doing. Uh, he's just doing fine. Hi, Bob. Welcome hey, to the man. show. Does this show accept Medicare Advantage? Yes, it does. It does. I accept oh. Medicare Advantage. Just, just put, I don't put the like Medicare Advantage, yes. but I accept it. All right, I got about two minutes. What's going on, Bob? I got a hematology question for the doctor. Okay, I'll see yeah. if I can answer. Yeah. Okay. Chronic macrocytosis. Yeah. Easy bruising, which could be senior purpura. More importantly, chronic night sweats, chronic fatigue. Wow. Uh, early, what do they GI guys call it? Early satiety. With- early satiety. Yeah. Exactly. That means that means you eat a little bit and you don't want to eat no more. Exactly. Huh. Okay. And edema, feet and ankles. Oh my gosh. Let me add two quick other things. Quantitative. Hemoglobin has been gradually decreasing yeah. over the last six months. Yeah. Now at 12.5. Uh-huh. More importantly, at least to me, Somatocrit yes. has been doing the same thing, and now it's out of range on the bottom side, just below 38. Right. right. Who's your what, doctor? What would you call that? Well, there's a lot of things going on there that could be. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just, have, have you been to the doctor and they talked about something called Waldenstrom's macroglobulinemia? Have they done oh. all sorts of different studies on your blood proteins and something? Who's been who's been tre- uh, taking care of you for that? Well, <laughs> a bunch of folks. Okay. More important. Well, at are they, the are they stumped? Probably. What's that? Jeremiah Bowles at the cancer center at Rex. Uh huh. We're thinking leukemia, like right. So Waldenstrom's micro macroglobulinemia is a type of well, leukemia. It's it it's uh, where the blood cells are not yeah. being produced correctly. Have they done a bone marrow biopsy on you? Yep. What did it show? Did it show a cancer or anything? It showed some T-cell mess. You know, something was bad. Okay. Dr. Bowles, who's pretty sharp, wants to send me to to, uh, UNC to some lady there. Yeah. Okay, Bob, hold on. Hold on during the Bob. Hold on during the news. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get back to you after the hour, so don't go away. You're listening to Heart Health Radio. Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio. Oh, oh, oh. HeartHealthRadio.com. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. We're going to talk about a couple of things uh, this hour. I want to talk about my uh, experience with uh, my CPAP machine. Brand yeah, new CPAP. I don't know how you could do it. And, and they switched me around. And remember, I told you we set up the machine, but I didn't set it up for the people in the clinic to be able to monitor my sleeping. Oh, you didn't have that. Because I'm, I'm one of those people who, you know, want to be private. Turns out it didn't matter. They were already understood. They already got the data. Mm-hmm. The, they could, 
they got the machine, they gave it to me, and they had already hooked it up so that they and knew what are they when I was you? sleeping. They're, Is it not working well? I'll tell you in just All a minute. right. But we've got Bob in West Raleigh. Bob, <coughs> welcome back. Glad to hear from you. All right. Of course. So, so you've, you've laid out a series of test results. Uh, yeah. do you do you not have a diagnosis from your doctor? Only potential. Only potential. The doctors uh, at REC is, is a hematologist slash oncologist. He thinks I likely, but he doesn't know for sure, T-cell leukemia. <clears throat> and he wants me to go to Chapel Hill where some lady doctor whose name I don't remember yeah. is a whiz bang at T cell complications. Wow. Well, a lot of time. let me tell you, <clears throat> a lot of times you have symptoms and have lab findings and <clears throat> it can be a mystery. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta, it sounds bad, but you gotta just wait and see what happened. Right. You know? Um, let me, let me add in. Yeah. White count is like 10 plus and neutrophils are actually above the range. Uh-huh. So that puzzles me. Wow. But well, I, I tell you, I can't, I, you know, I can't diagnose you over the phone, but it sounds like, sure. sounds like you've gotten the right tests and, and they're really racking their brains trying to figure out what's going on with you. And I hope when they find it, they can just do something about it and make it go away. Me too. <laughs> All right. Good yeah. luck to you, Bob. <laughs> I'm sure you do too. You're, you're in our prayers. Thank yeah, you, Bob. Always, Bob. Wait a minute, Dave. Yeah. One quick thing, sure. medically related, related. Yeah, go ahead. I went to the new ophthalmologist today. Yeah. Lady. Yes. She looked at my eyes through this big fancy silver thing. Yes. And she said, have your eyes ever been checked before? Uh. I said, why no? They've always been brown. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thank Love you, it. Guys. Have they ever been checked before? Another, they were plaid last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bob. I All just right. went to the eye doctor. Yeah, yeah. My eye was—I seriously, my eye was really hurting. I have UVI. I had uveitis, oh. which is an inflammatory condition right. of the eyeball, right in the outer part of the eyeball. They think I had must have had some virus, but you know what? Hmm. I got uh, drops of prednisolone, which is anti-inflammatory. Like prednisone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For a day, and it was gone in four days. Good. Yeah, a great doctor. Yeah, I yeah. go to. I go to. Uh, NC retina for my issues. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to have the cataract taken care of. How is the retina, by the way? It's all right. It's not, it's What's a your vision cloudy. There? A little cloudy. A little cloudy. It's, and, and we don't expect it to get any, any much better. Uh, yeah, that's just the way it is. Well, you're lucky you can't see me right now. I'm lucky. You know, I close yeah. one eye and I can't. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing they gave me a new breathing machine another CPAP machine I had to get another one because the first one yeah had exceeded its life kaput yeah it wasn't dead but it kept getting error messages so we got a new one I spent one or two nights and I was tired people don't realize mm. if you don't have the CPAP tuned right or if you need as a CPAP machine, you've got sleep apnea. Yeah. You will 
close your eyes for eight hours. Yeah, but she won't be sleeping. I mean, well, exactly. no, you, you won't get to stage three and four. Exactly. You will be knocked out yeah. during the day. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to fine tune it. That's, well, but that's see, not I only. I mean, yeah. if you don't get in, when you go to stage three sleep, um, stage one is drowsiness. Stage yeah. two, you're dreaming. That's called rapid eye movement. Yeah. The big mistake. REM or rapid eye movement sleep does not recharge your body. In fact, it's the opposite. If you find yourself tired and say, man, I'm dreaming all the time. Yes. It means that when you try to go into that deep, restful sleep, when you have to breathe through your nose because everything's paralyzed. Yes. The only thing working in your body is that reptile midbrain to keep you breathing. And when you're paralyzed, your brain opens up the channels to clean out the gook your muscles, all that you repair yourself. Yeah. And it's three cycles of 20 minutes a night. But okay. yeah. your midbrain is going to be monitoring your oxygen level. Right. And if you can't move that air through your nose, into your throat, and then into the trachea, um, it's going to wake you up. Right. It's going to say, uh, guys, we got a risk benefit analysis. Yeah. The risk of dying from lack of oxygen versus the right. benefit of being in deep sleep. Let's wake him up. Let's wake him up yeah. so he can breathe. And that's, you know, and snoring, that's what the snoring is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, how does CPAP work? CPAP works by putting pressure, air pressure into the back of your throat to force open yeah. the airway. Yes. So now it's been around for a while. But I'm really becoming an enthusiast. Inspire. Yes. I'm telling you, I, the patients I have, you get it. Yes. And it works, and they're like different people. And I like the idea of it's working instead of forcing air into your throat to expand the airway. Right. What it does is it's got a little sensor, like a little teeny weeny pacemaker that sits on the chest wall underneath your skin. Yeah. And it's programmed to sense when you're trying to breathe. Okay. And it has two little electrodes that go up inside your neck into the muscle, and they figure out which muscle is necessary by all sorts of tests. Yeah. And it gives the appropriate signal, and the muscle opens up. Right. Okay? Right. And you turn this thing on when you go to bed, you turn it off when you wake up in the morning. And so I'm telling you, if, if you have sleep apnea, and you can't tolerate that mask, or the mask isn't working, yeah. talk to your doctor. You might be a candidate this device called the Inspire. And yes, Medicare covers it. Are there more than one, is there more than one type of apnea? Yes, there's central sleep apnea. Yeah. Where your brain just doesn't remember to breathe. Yeah. Okay. And that's more difficult to treat. Sometimes CPAP is, is with, works with that too, but you have to set it so that it automatically breathes even if you don't try to breathe. Okay. okay. I don't know a lot about central sleep apnea. I'm yeah, going to be fine. honest. I know a lot about obstructive sleep apnea because that's what I deal with with my cardiac and diabetic and overweight patients. Right. There are sleep centers in uh, Raleigh at Duke. If yeah. you are diagnosed with central sleep apnea, get yourself to a sleep specialist. Usually the neurologists, they can also be ENT doctors, ear, nose, and throat doctors. Right, right. The ones who implant the Inspire are almost all ear, nose, and throat doctors. You know right. what the official name of that is? What? Autorhinolaryngology. Really? 
Say auto, that. rhino, Auto is the ear. Rhino yeah. is the nose. Laryngology is the throat. Auto, and, rhino, laryngology. And they just abbreviate it to ENT. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't ear, know. Ear, nose, and throat. I don't know if, if it's like bad form now to say ENT. Yeah. But I'm not going to. Are you an auto, rhino, laryngologist? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. You're an ENT doctor. Yeah, right. All right. So there's an article. It's funny. You sent me the article. Yeah. About testosterone yeah. therapy. Yeah. And you intended to send it to somebody else. To uh, one of my buddies who's a, a <laughs> testosterone skeptic. This is what this is what doctors yeah. do. They send and, each and other articles. I'm glad know, I ran into articles. it. Um, article from last year <laughs> in the Annals of Medicine and Surgery. And, you know, I, I had a patient just, gosh, it was about six months ago. Yes. On testosterone therapy because of a very low testosterone, doing much better, weight down, brain functioning better. And um, he had a a small heart attack. And of course, what do they tell him? Your doctor's trying to kill you. He gave you testosterone. And the old shibboleth was that if you took testosterone, you were mean and angry and you're going to be, yeah. you know, like Barry Bonds hitting home runs and acne and, and high blood pressure and heart attack. And your head will get big. Right. Right. Okay. It's not true? Well, if if you think about it, in a man, testosterone is essential yeah. for muscle mass, for regulation of metabolism, for brain function, and, uh, you know, yeah, 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 sexual function is important. Yeah. The problem with what we thought about testosterone before was that it was being given by people to themselves to lift weights or to become sports fanatic. Right. And so their levels were getting very high. Now, what causes a stroke with testosterone? If you don't measure the blood count when you're giving testosterone supplementation, it can get very high if your testosterone level is not under control. You yeah. can have a low T, but you can have a high T. Yeah. Okay. If you give too much testosterone. And then you get what's called a viscous blood state where your blood count is so high that your blood becomes thick and it clogs your brain and your arteries and you have a stroke. Okay. Okay. So or a heart attack. So this article that was just wonderful, really well studied, showed that in the appropriate way of treating low testosterone yes with following the levels adjusting the dose checking everything a lower risk of heart attack yeah okay, as good. opposed to people who aren't on testosterone testosterone supplementation and who have um low t so if you are feeling weak and tired and dragged out if you have some sexual dysfunction where you can't maintain an erection or get an erection Talk to your doctor. Get a testosterone level, a free and bound testosterone level. If your family physician is too afraid based on what he or she may have erroneously thought about testosterone supplementation, find a doctor who's willing to treat you. Yeah. And it it you gotta go there every three months. You're gonna have to have blood tested every two weeks or month in the beginning to get the right dose. There are all sorts of different ways to treat it. Right. You can use this gel and rub it all over your body. Yeah. I tried that. It didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I get an injection of something called depot testosterone. It goes in my arm. Uh-huh. It, it's worked. 
I got a little bit too high once. Yeah. And my, I had to have a couple of units of blood drawn off because it was too much blood in my really? bloodstream. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And see, you know, it, it happened because... I got a different brand of testosterone. Yes. It's generic. Okay. So I noticed this is more clear, you know, than the other stuff. The stuff, first stuff I had was a yellowish color. Yeah. This stuff was clear. Oh. It was more potent. It said 200 milligrams per ml, but I'm sure it was more than that. So this is why. When, it's like any other medicine, any right. other dis- illness. Yeah. You've got to be watched very carefully. And there are certain things the doctor has to do. In order to follow and monitor you. But when it's done correctly, you have a lower risk of a heart attack. All right. We've got a fella in the waiting room. We'll pick up the phone in just a moment. This is Heart Health Radio. Our number is 919-860-9783 on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. You're listening to Heart Health Radio, and Ken in Raleigh joins us. Ken, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you called up. What's going on? Well, I called I call last week on Sunday. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the, the advertisements that ran during the week on WPTF kept saying the program was going to be tomorrow at noon to 2. Oh, my gosh. And even at, uh, at 4.30 this afternoon, they were saying that, and at about quarter to six, they said yes. that the making your home great would be on tomorrow. Yes, after two. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you told me because there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> I'm gonna, kidding. We're hey, you know what? You know, I, it, I think you know one of the things about our show yep. is that we're going to be half. We're going to be preempted by the football team. Yep, and you know that's fine. We're going to be here for you. But, you no, know, that's fine. But I just want to. Yeah. Maybe the reason you're not getting many calls is you kept saying yeah. the surgeon was going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll work on that. But listen, if you if you want to know, all you got to know if if North Carolina Tar Heels are playing football at noon yeah. on Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we're going to be Friday at seven. And there'll be another one next weekend. I don't remember who it is next weekend. Yeah, I don't have they have they scheduled it yet? Yes, they've scheduled it, and we're we're uh, out of luck. We're out of luck. Uh, hang on. It's, yeah, it's Florida State, Georgia State, Georgia State next week. Um, UNC and Georgia State. But, Ken, thank you for letting us know. All right. Just square away the ads during the week and more people will call. We will We will do that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, listen, All you right. take care. Have Bye. fun. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. So, black tea is good for me. Yes. Um, it, it reduces. Now, this is. We're joking about this off the air. Yeah. It reduces fatality from all causes. Right. So this is what they did. And I think this is a pretty good study. Yeah. Now, obviously, obviously, you can't do a placebo tea trial. You just can't. Right? Yeah. Think yeah, about yeah. it. You sure. either know you're drinking tea or you're not. <laughs> yes. There's no such thing as fake tea. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay. There's Texas tea, which is oil. And you don't want to drink oil. <laughs> anyway, so they took 500,000 people, yes. and this is all over the world, and they matched people by age, 
sex, other, you know, whether they had diabetes, high blood, or healthy. And the ones that drank two cups of tea a day, black tea, had a lower risk of dying from everything, all-cause mortality. Including buses? I guess, you know, getting run over by a car, you know? (laughs) What? Um, I don't know, but it was pretty amazing. Yeah, okay. You know? And tea, do you drink tea? No. I, I... have you ever been to a tea shop? No. Oh my! You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. There, I don't know if there are tea shops in Raleigh, but it's fun. You know, you get all these different Darjeeling or you know um, what are some other ones? Uh, English breakfast tea. Yes, all these yes, different yes. types of teas, and they're tasty. Um, you, you know, you sip them a little bit, and then the best thing though, yeah, is the scones. You ever heard of a scone? Yes. Oh, I it's love like those. a little, like a little pastry that you put. Clotted cream. Yes. It's British. Yeah. Tea was, uh, to me, is associated with my grandfather. Who really? Was, who was a Canadian. Uh-oh. And uh, they drank tea. Hey. You know, yeah, he drank drank tea. And we always had a cup of tea at his house and a three-day-old donut. I mean, <laughs> Why three I, days old? Because, well, he would buy... Half price donuts, at the the used ones. Yeah, the yeah. the you know the things that didn't sell right away. Retreads. Right, exactly. There was an actual store. Well, and you know it, you can't to, eat them. I mean, sure, they're not they're not yeah. they're not uh, bad for you. Well, you, you know? drink enough tea, they're they fine. Crunch. Yes. Yeah, but let me tell you. Okay, while I'm on <laughs> my no no diet. Yes. Um, my favorite thing to do in the morning was what? I went to Dunkin'. Yeah. And got a yeah. black cup of coffee, no. two glazed donuts, and I dunked them in the in the uh, coffee. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Can't do it now. Uh, well, not until I come off. Not until you diet. come off the Oh, diet. and one more thing. Notre Dame is playing UNC. Ah, yeah. On September 24th. Okay. Now, we may. Um, <laughs> now, now I, I, I want to broadcast live <laughs> from the stadium. You do? Yes. yes. We're going to interview... Notre Dame and UNC fanatics and talk about their health problems. I'm not sure how this is going to work. If we go live during the, I mean, before the. Before the game. Before the game. Yeah. Can't we preempt some other show? Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, there's, (laughs) you know, we just, we just come in, Mr. Curtis. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be uh, heart health tailgate version. I like it. Yeah, tailgate. We'll and get... we can we can talk about the tailgate foods that are good. Yes, and the tailgate foods that are bad. They're all bad. No, all... Huh? I mean, come on, think about it. You get you get a piece of chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you put some butter on it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. some salt and pepper. Yep. And you and you cook it on the grill. All right, and then you get some corn on the cob. Yes. All right, and then you like grilled vegetables. Grilled yeah, vegetables. I do. Are great. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. But then there's beer. Uh, I'm just saying, it's just beer. It's like like bread. Listen, I want to shout out somebody. We'll do it early. Carl Allenby. Did you hear about this? No, tell me. For 25 years, Carl Allenby would fix your car. He he didn't have money for, like, advanced education, so he went into repairing cars, did it for 25 years, then... At about the 20-year mark, he decided he's going to live his dream. Went back to college. 
Yay! He's in. He's a uh, resident. Where at? He is a. He is a resident. Carl Allenby Jr. Uh, Cleveland area. I forget. He's no. He's an attending at the Cleveland Clinic. Wow. Can you imagine being? Yeah, a and you know, a lot of a lot of individuals now in their forties. Yeah. Are deciding, and there's some in their fifties. Yep. Now, let me tell you, I got no problem with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, sixty is the new forty. Okay. I'm going to be sixty-five in two years. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine retiring in two years. Right. I mean, what am I going to do? Right. I'm young. I'm healthy. Um, yeah, I got a few medical problems, but I'm taking care of them. Yeah. Um, I want to work. I need to work. Right. Um, right. So you know, I think that. You look at the education that's required to get into med school now. It's four years of college. Yes. There are some six-year medical programs. Did you know that? You go no, six I... years of undergrad mixed in with med school. At the end of six years, you get a bachelor's degree and an MD degree. Okay. And that's cool. But, you know, suppose you're 50 when you graduate from medical school. Right. And you get a four years of residency. I mean, three years of residency. If you want to be a fellow. So you've got 56, 57 when you get your first real medical job and you know what practice for 20 25 years sure and you know what else um i think is good about mature individuals becoming doctors i mean we were a bunch of kids in med school you know and we had no sense of what it was like to live a life so if you're 57 and you're starting to be a doctor you're gonna you're gonna relate you're gonna, to your you, patient's struggles in life. You're going to know stuff. Yeah. Right. That's right. great. It's great. All right. Sounds good. This is Heart Health Radio. Telephone number is 919-860-9783. Call us right now. Now back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefall? Call 919-860-9783. Heart Health Radio on a Friday night. In fact, we're going to be doing this again next week because of the football schedule. So, you know, plan on us uh, being on a Friday night schedule. 919-860-9783. So Omicron, is it is it uh, still a big deal? Uh, it's a big deal in the sense that you get it. Yeah. And there's still about 200 people in the U.S. every day dying of uh, associated severe COVID from Omicron. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> nearly all of them are high risk individuals right. with uh, immune system problems. Right. Uh, uncontrolled diabetes, high blood pressure, congestive heart failure. <clears throat> but, you know, getting sick with Omicron, even though, you know, you're not going to wind up in the hospital, yes. <clears throat> most likely, is still bad. Right. I mean, it's not fun. Right. Um, the Omicron boosters are coming out. Um, what if, what are they? Uh, it's basically Pfizer and Moderna took their messenger RNA. So that is the genetic blueprint to make the spike protein. Yes. And they fiddled with it. They took a couple of the um, chains of uh, nucleotides, they're called, that, that code for the construction in your body of the um, of the spike protein, so you develop an immune reaction. They changed a few, yeah. so that now <clears throat> the vaccine, when it gets in your system and hijacks your own machinery, your own machinery is going to make the Omicron 
specific antigen. Yeah. And so you should have a stronger immune response to it. Now, here's some things you need to know. It is basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it's it's emergency use authorization. Right. And right. why? Because it hasn't been completely studied. Right. But this is like the flu vaccines every year. Yes. They don't make the flu vaccine people do a complete study all over again. Yes. Because it's so very similar. Now, I'm going to get it. Okay? Okay. Um, I'm not sure that everybody else is, but, you know, I recommend it. Okay. Leon in Apex. Hi, Leon. Hey there. How are you? Hey, this relates to Dr. Weefault talking about uh, drinking Diet Coke. Earlier. Yes. Anyway, he might remember I called sometime six months or ago about I have alpha-gal syndrome, so serious allergy to red meat and milk. Anyway, I read all labels very carefully of anything I eat and drink. Yes. Well, anyway, reading the labels on diet drink yes. that contains aspartame in capital letters, it says contains phenylalanine. Right. Anyway, yeah. you look up phenylalanine yeah. problems, uh, they can cause things like dizziness sure. and fatigue and all that. Well, anyway, I was having fatigue, lightheadedness and all for about last year. Doctor sent me to heart specialist that turned out to be okay. Yes. But anyway, I read that label. I stopped taking, I stopped drinking diet uh, drinks, and my uh, lightheadedness and fatigue is gone away. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of people who have um, that problem. Specifically, the worst is when you have something called PKU, phenyl, uh, ketone, phenyl, ketone, phenyl ketoneuria, where you can't handle it at all, and the phenylalanine, and you get toxic from it. Oh, yeah. But no, that's very true. Uh, and there are a lot of people who can't drink diet drinks. Um, right. So most of them now have aspartame. There are some that have Splenda in mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah. yeah, the old the old ones were tab, and that had saccharin. Yes, and they yeah. took they took saccharin off the market because when you fed a mouse the equivalent of one thousand packets of saccharin a day yeah. that a human would take, yeah. they got bladder cancer. And I think the, the reason <laughs> is because they had to pee ninety nine <laughs> seconds out of every hundred seconds of their life. But anyway, they found that it didn't cause bladder cancer in humans. So yeah. it's actually back on the market. Oh, is it? Okay. And some people like it um, better than the others. But, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, sucralose is another one. Um, but I can, I I just love the taste of Coca-Cola. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. it's terrible. I'm going to tell you out there, don't do it. Don't. If you want a Coke every now and then, yeah, fine. Sure. But, you know, I just love taking a ice cold bottle of Coca-Cola out of the refrigerator uh. Popping the top yeah. and drinking it out of the bottle. I mean, come on. Give me a break. I, I got to have some kind of vice. Leon, can you drink the regular Coke? Oh, yeah. Hey, that's hey, that's kind of my problem now. I, yeah. I stopped drinking the diet. Uh, uh, I particularly like the Mountain Dew. I stopped drinking the diet Mountain Dew. Now I have I substitute with a club called Heavy Duty Mountain Dew. But oh, God. I'm, I'm keeping my weight down. So Yeah, be careful. Again, it's the sugar. Uh, my recommendation uh, on these drinks, if you're going to drink sugary drinks, yeah, they have small cans now. <laughs> they have little five, six ounce cans. Oh, yes. And so the way that I tried to control, and I did a pretty good job, control my intake, yes, was I bought the small stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. 
and then I would sip it slowly. There's when I, you know, listen, I'm Chinese halfway, uh-huh. and I like to go to a Chinese restaurant. And for me, eating the and then slugging it down, yes, with a big, you know, bolus of Coca Cola, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. But you know what? Life is short. You know? Life is short. It's shorter if you drink, you know, a lot of sugary. Yeah, stuff, that's true. You know. All right, Leon. Thank you. All right, that's just that's just a little bit about bad drinks I learned. All right, all right. Take Appreciate care. it. Yeah, I have never had a reaction to diet beverages. They, you know, people will say, "Oh, you can't believe what goes on in your body yeah. when you drink one of those." Yeah. I, yeah, I'm fine. And you know, it's interesting if if you know, uh, there are all sorts of things you can drink that are just bad for you. You yeah. know, yeah, and and. Apple juice. All right. Just think about it. Yes. Okay? It's from an apple. It's huh? natural. Sure. It's great. And I think it is. It's got a lot of good things in it. Vitamins and stuff like minerals. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, potassium and magnesium. But if you look at eight ounce yeah. glass of apple juice yes. versus an eight ounce of Coca-Cola. Yeah. And you look at it in terms of sugar intake. Mm-hmm. No difference. In no fact, different. The apple juice in some situations is going to have more sugar. Right. So, yes, drink apple juice, but but don't drink 10 glasses a day thinking that right. I'm going to be healthy by drinking a lot of juice. Grapes. Okay, let me tell you, grapes have more sugar in them than you can uh, shake a uh, yeah. candy cane at. Yeah. And natural sugar is sugar. So, yes, eat your fruit, but but be careful and have it balanced. Um, because the more fruit you eat is not necessarily the better, especially when you talk about weight control. Right. Because sugar is sugar, whether it comes from a natural source or an unnatural source in my case. I've been going ahead and eating apples. I just love the apple I love, But crisp. you know, I can't eat an apple without, without the skin on it. Right. The skin is the best thing. Right, right, right. You got to have the skin. And let me tell you. That's not so bad. And cored okay. apple, you know, when you take off the skin and you just eat the apple, yeah, that's that's got tons of sugar. Now you say, wait a minute, now you're going to eat the apple with the skin. You're still getting the tons of sugar. Yes. When you have the skin, which is fiber, yeah, it counteracts a lot of the sure, pure sugar intake. Okay. So that's why brown rice works. Okay. What is white rice? White rice is the brown stuff polished off ah. so it's the endosperm it's the inside it's the seed like thing yeah that's what white rice white rice is. Right. brown rice has that yeah it's just covered up okay but the covering makes the difference because that hard shell is an insoluble hard fiber and it somehow works in your gut right. to counteract and so you don't absorb so much of that um simple carbohydrate sugar it's the same same thing with a potato. Right. Eat the skin. Yes. You know? And the the fiber content in whole grain tends to yeah. make what is uh the carbohydrate on the inside that is simple yeah. not so bad for you. Okay. Yeah. So eat the whole apple. Eat the whole potato. Uh, not the seeds. Not the seeds. You know why, yeah. don't you? My mom taught me this. What's that? Uh, if you eat apple seed, you're going to have an apple tree grow inside you. 
<laughs> yes, you, yes, you are. Did your mom tell Th- you that? Thank you for that uh, medical advice. My yeah, mom was, told me. She actually told me that. Yeah, it was. Uh, she actually told us that about uh, watermelon. But same idea, same concept. Oh, oh that's why you yes, got that. Yes, that's belly. right. That's what you had a watermelon, a watermelon six months ago. <laughs> All right. So, so here's the thing: a lot of people are wearing Apple watches. Yeah, this is really Apple, interesting. And the Apple watches will tell you if you're going into AFib. Well, what it'll do is it will tell you if your heart rate's high. Yeah. And if you've got a good connection onto your wrist. Yeah. And that connection is enough for you to see your EKG. Okay. Uh, it's one It's one strip. It's not, you know, you look at an EKG, there's 12 different yes. leads. Yes. And that's all, they're all important to help diagnose stuff. Yeah. Okay. But, but mm-hmm. the Apple Watch is getting better. Yeah. And it's picking up a lot of AFib. Now, what's the problem? It's false positives. Now, what well, does that sure. mean? Yeah. If your watch is not quite on your wrist correctly, or if you're a sweat hog and it's moving around all over the place, yeah. the Apple Watch can often say there's a really rapid heartbeat. Okay. And it's not. It's called a false positive. I had a patient call me the other day. Doc, I'm, I'm looking at my Apple Watch and it says I'm going 226 beats a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to feel your pulse? Yeah. yeah. He said, yeah. I said, feel your pulse. And, and just sound it out to me. Pulse. Pulse, pulse. That's about sixty-five beats a minute. He says, "Yeah, but 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 Doc, my Apple Watch is saying that. I mean, you know, yeah. it's they, they can't be wrong." And so, yeah, I think it's worthwhile to get. I've had now about ten patients that I'm monitoring their fib yes. via their Apple Watch. Yeah, and the way that I'm the reason why I feel comfortable doing that is because I correlated a monitor that is placed on the chest. Yes for a week with what their Apple Watch came up with. Okay. And it was pretty accurate. It was pretty much correlated one-to-one. Yeah, good. So, I, you know, what can I say? All right. I've got a question about blood pressure because, yeah. you know, I went through a little yeah. little thing where my doctor had to in- increase my my blood pressure medicine. Are the, the average cuffs that you buy – just to use at home, mm-hmm. is that worth anything? Yeah, is I'm going to tell you about this. is really important, and I, I'm glad you brought it. This is a practical thing. Yeah. Um, the cuffs are great, yes. and they're not very expensive anymore. Um, and they they need instructions, okay? Because if you put them on incorrectly, they're yeah. worthless. Okay. And every one of them has a different type of cuff. Some of them have that loop where you put it up and you pull the loop in it thing. Yeah. Other ones have one where you've got the big Velcro and you've got to wrap it all the way around and get the Velcro. It yeah. has to be tight, Yeah. but not too tight. And then the way it works, instead of a stethoscope, there is a little microphone. Yes. And it connects to the box and it hears the pulse that comes. So what's blood pressure? Blood pressure, 120 over 70. What is the 120? The 120 is the maximum pressure in your arteries when the heart is in full pump mode. Yes. Okay? Yes. And then the second number is the measurement of of the pressure in your artery when the heart's relaxed. Yes. Now, it's called a millimeter of mercury. Do you know why? Or a centimeter of water. Something to do with air pressure. No. 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 It's So you take a stack of mercury in, yeah. you know, that stuff that's silvery and runs all over the place. Yeah, yeah. You put it in a, in a glass tube. Yes. Okay? 
and you put it on something, 120 millimeters is what you can support with your bloodstream. So if you attach that to a mercury, um, attach like your your artery to a mercury thing. Which you don't want to do. Yeah. When the heart would pump, 120 millimeters of mercury would come up. It's the measure of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Or 120 centimeters of water. It's the same thing. So 120 over 70. Um, The brachial artery is a single artery that's right on your elbow. Right. Okay. It's on the the, um, pinky side of your elbow if you have your arms straightened out. It's on the inside of your elbow. You're right. And so you have to put the marker for the uh, microphone on that artery to get an accurate pressure. Right. And you have to have it snug, but not too um, too uh, snug. Now, I've had people say they got to hold your arm up so it's a level of your heart. You don't have to do that. Okay, you just don't. Just relax. Yeah. Put your arm in a position where it's not bent. Okay. Right. So you don't want it bent to to um, close the microphone. Yes. Okay. And then you push the button. Now, what happens? It's going to inflate. Yeah. And inflate and inflate. Yeah. Until it can't hear your heart, I mean, your uh, pulse anymore. Okay. And then it's going to slowly drop the amount of air yes. inside the cuff. Yes. And when it can hear the pulse in the brachial artery, that means that it's higher than the pressure in the cuff. Okay. That's your top number. And then when that disappears and goes even, that's the bottom number. Now, caveats. Yeah. You have to have the right size cuff. If you have a very big arm yes, and you try to squeeze a very small cuff on there, your pressure is going to be 200 over 120 on your machine. And it's really not that high. And the reason is your cuff, if it's not big enough to completely surround in the appropriate manner that upper forearm, right. it's not going to be able to compress the artery enough. It can't. It doesn't have the strength to do it. Right. So it's going to say, I can hear it at, at 220, but it's really not 220, it's 140. So the biggest thing that I see is that people with big arms have small cuffs, and yeah. then there's just no way that it works. Now, the wrist ones, they're very difficult to make work, yeah. okay? Because you have two arteries in your wrist. You have the radial artery, and then over on the pinky side or the inside is your ulnar artery. Yeah. And so sometimes when this thing is compressing, it's going to pick up some flow from the owner artery that may not be compressed at the same time as the radial artery. They may have different pressures right? because that, that wrist pump is not even around the wrist. Now, for some people, it does work. Right. This is what I tell people. Bring your home machine yeah. to your doctor yeah. or your PA or your nurse. Yeah. And have it tested against the tried and true way with the stethoscope in your ears and yes. the appropriate thing. And I found some that are wildly off. I mean, just completely and totally off. Right. And I found some that were dead eye accurate. And I've even found some of the wrist ones will work mm-hmm. for certain individual. But I highly recommend you don't get the wrist one unless you're at a store and when you buy it, you can get someone there. To correlate the regular blood pressure measurement yeah. with your wrist cuff 
right. and make sure it's accurate. Okay. All right. We'll talk about a music star yeah. who has... She, she, I, my wife watched this show. She watched that... Was it good? Netflix special yeah. about Shania Twain. Oh, cool. We'll talk about that coming up next. This is Heart Health Radio, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Let's go, girls. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Wanna make some noise. Really raise my voice. Yeah. This is Heart Health Radio, where we play the hits. Shania I, I love Twain. that song. She's great. She, she's, she's been won. through a tough time. Shania? Her husband, Mutt, was a jerk. That's and what I heard. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and she moved to Switzerland with him, and he was her producer. Yeah. And everything. Anyway, turns out she started getting dizzy and had these numbness feelings, right. and then she couldn't sing. Right. Yeah. And she went to all sorts of doctors. And let me tell you, long-term Lyme disease is really difficult to diagnose. It's real, okay? You're going to hear a lot of doctors say there's no such thing as long-term Lyme disease. That's not true. Hmm. But there are a lot of quacks who are giving people, you know, vitamin infusions every day for $1,000 each and stuff like that there. The, it's very hard to diagnose Lyme disease. Um, the, the test, let me tell you, if you think you have Lyme disease and you haven't seen the rash, the rash is classic. It's a bullseye. Yeah. It's called a bullseye rash. So where the tick, and the ticks are tiny. Yeah. If you have a big old tick that's about to burst, you know, it's about the size of your thumb. Sure. That ain't the Lyme disease tick. No. The deer tick that causes it is tiny. And so if you get it, see it early enough, you get a round rash that expands in a round fashion. Mm-hmm. Those are the Lyme spirochetes. Okay. okay. All right. Borrelia burgdorfi. Sure it is. Yeah, well, that's what they're called. I went to school with her sister. Aurelia. Anyway, if you get a Lyme test and it's negative, but you have all the symptoms, which mainly can be the skin rash, but also the biggest thing for a lot of people were the joint complaints. Yes. Joints were swelling. But Lyme can affect the nervous system, and for my specialty, I've had several people with Lyme disease of the heart. Yes. And it's devastating. It can be. But if you have a negative Lyme test, yeah. you 50% chance you still have Lyme. Right. The Lyme test, the antibody tests against Lyme are not very good. So you need to go to an infectious disease specialist um, or somebody who knows what they're doing, yeah. and you, you get um, genetic testing. In other words, the Lyme bacteria the spirochete yes the dna for that will show up in your bloodstream and that'll tell you for sure wow now she finally got diagnosed and it was really really hard for her right but she had got treated and the bottom line is that it took a lot of treatment a lot of antibiotics over a long period of time right if you catch it early you can get rid of it very quickly with simple antibiotics, okay? Right, right. But Lyme disease is not just the joints. It's not just the rash. Because of the neurologic involvement, yeah. severe headaches, okay? Yep. And uh, you can get uh, a nervous involvement of one of your facial nerves, and you can think you're having a stroke because 
it's the peripheral nerve and your face is drooping. Yeah. You got to get that checked out. She um, she was having micro seizures. Right. And she couldn't sing. Okay. Now, let me tell you a, a, an interesting story. Um, <clears throat> about 2004, I got called to put an emergency pacemaker on. Yeah. Okay. So I go running into the, uh, the emergency room and there's this young guy. Yeah. In complete heart block. So the top part of his heart was beating um, in rhythm. Yeah. But there was no connection between the top and the bottom. Right. And the bottom part was very slowly beating, 40 beats a minute, 30 beats a minute. And the guy was kind of weak, but he was sitting there talking to me. Yeah. You know what the clue was Hmm. for what was wrong with him? No. Camo. He was wearing camo? He was wearing camo. Yeah. And he had the big old boots on. Yeah, he'd been out. And he in had the, a chaw. He'd been out yeah. in the in the woods. So I walked up to him and I looked at that. I looked at that. I said, "When did you go let's go deer hunting?" About a week ago. Yeah. And sure enough, he had Lyme myocarditis, and the Lyme bacteria were snorkeling inside of his atrioventricular node, AV node, yeah. which is what connects the electricity from the top to the bottom. So I looked at him and I said, you don't need a pacemaker. He says, look at me. My heart's 40 beats a minute. Right. The people are standing behind me. What are you talking about? You put pacemakers in. You don't want to put a pacemaker in this guy? That's right. You're the guy. And I said, no. And they said, why? So he's got Lyme disease. They say, how do you know? It's called, I went to Johnny Hopkins. And he's wearing camo. He looks like a duck. He's wearing camo. Yeah. He just went deer hunting. Yeah. Um, He's got... Complete heart block, and he's in his 20s. Yeah. So there's no reason for him to have complete heart block. So they said, what are you going to do? I said, you're going to get me (laughs) some steroids. Yeah. Okay? You're going to get me 125 milligrams of solumedrol, which is an intravenous steroid. And then you're going to get me two grams of rocephin, which is ceftriaxone. Yeah. And you give me an hour. And? Half an hour. Half you got about half a minute to tell me the Half an hour, he's back in normal rhythm. Really? And so he did great, no pacemaker, put him on antibiotics for two months. I mean, there's nobody who knows really how long in that situation. But here's the funny thing. What? Got time? Yeah. I'm walking through the grocery store. Dr. Weefall! You saw him. And there he was. All right. All right. We're going to be back next Friday. Take care. We'll see you then.